Welcome to CII Radio. I'm Luke Holloway, editor of The Journal. In this episode, I'll be talking to Eric Johnson and George Sunius. In this episode of the podcast, we're talking about why insurance and personal finance professionals should volunteer and what initiatives they can engage with. We're joined by Eric Johnson, Deputy Active Underwriter at Victor Syndicate 2288, and George Sunius, Education Relationships Manager for the CII and PFS. To find out more about this podcast and for useful links, go to thejournal.cii.co.uk forward slash podcasts. Here's our conversation with Eric and George. Hello, Eric, and hello, George, and thank you very much for joining us today on CII Radio. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you. You're most welcome. Excellent. So if we could start, perhaps, George, with you, can you begin by telling our listeners what kind of benefits there are in volunteering? And also, is that for the volunteers themselves and also the initiatives that that they work with? Yeah, sure. Thanks, Luke. So there are many benefits to volunteering and to giving back. Obviously, you get the feel-good factor that you're doing your bit and you're giving back to local community and you're having a positive impact uh, on society. So your actions can really inspire and support people. In terms of, you know, for the initiatives, it's inspiring the next generation of professionals, but also through some of the other initiatives, being able to um, teach students and young people about their finances. And let's not forget, it is a good source for personal and professional development. So improving those soft skills, so communication, presentation, and also networking. Absolutely. And Eric, would you agree with that about some of the great benefits there are to volunteering? Yeah, no, I, I think one of the things that people sometimes maybe miss when they think about volunteering is that sort of personal and professional development angle. Because if you get involved with your local institute on one of the committees or councils, you're developing your leadership skills, which translate not only into helping the local institute that you're involved with, but also in your professional life. Excellent. And and Eric, kind of how much time do you feel uh, or have, in your experience, do volunteers have to give up? Can that vary quite a lot in terms of um, how much they can get involved? I think it could literally be as little or as much as you want. So, you know, if you want to get involved in some of the careers outreach work that the CII does, it could be maybe an hour, an hour and a half a year if you just participate in one of the sessions, or it could be as much. So you could decide that you're going to get involved on your local institute council, which probably has more regular meetings that you need to get involved with. Um, So I think within the, the CII family, there's a wide range of how much time you need to commit. And from my experience, if you, if you're up, front when you ask how much time that you that, that people are expecting of you you can sort of pick the areas that best suit your availability and your skill set and george have you found that in the initiative programs that you're involved in that volunteers can give up the time that they have yeah it, just like eric said it is, it is very very flexible and it really depends on how much time people can give so the school outreach program that i work on you have some people that can commit to maybe one or two hours per year others that are committing to like two hours a month so it, it is very flexible and it is going on the understanding that everyone regardless of the initiative is a volunteer so you know this is something on the side for them and it also depends on work commitments and i think that's one of the the good things about the initiatives and the volunteering available with this within the CII is that it is very flexible and caters to everyone's kind of requirements. 
Excellent. And and say an insurance or a financial services professional has decided they want to get involved. Do you find, George, that their, their companies are happy for them to be involved or does there have to be some kind of negotiation or some kind of agreement reached with, with the companies that they work for? Mm, yeah, certainly. I think I would say that there's certainly uh, appetite for giving back and, and most employers are supportive of that. But we can't forget the day to day you know, can get in the way. And and this is why I find that it's really important for the initiatives that I work on is that we have a big pool of volunteers because yes, people are willing to commit and to give back, but it's not always possible for the larger employers where I work with personal finance professionals. They're usually, um, you know, owners of their own businesses. So they're more able to kind of take a half day or an hour here and there. But I certainly think, you know, on the whole, there is an appetite for volunteering and giving back. And Eric, have you found from experience that employers are happy for for employees to kind of get involved with these these schemes? Yeah. And and what I would always recommend anyone who's going to volunteer for something like this is just run it past your manager beforehand so that they're aware of what you're doing. But then you also can then build it into your own sort of personal development plan. So when it comes up to appraisal time, you can get recognized from your employer for the time that you're giving back to the community. For instance, where I work at Victor, we have a, a system where we log all of our volunteer hours on a we call it our prosperity portal. And then depending on how many volunteer hours you rack up within a sort of an approved accredited volunteering initiative, the company will give you a gift match that you can then donate to a charity of your choice. So, uh, you know, in my experience, I think most companies are are very open to this, but I think the key is just to make sure that your manager is aware um, so that they know that when, you know, when you're out of the office, what you're doing, and they might have their own views of sort of um, how the company can support you on that. Excellent. Now, that's a great point that yeah, it can also benefit the company that the volunteer works for as well, as well as them and, and the initiative they're getting involved with. Yes. It also does raise kind of brand awareness, mm. you know, of some of the, the companies. So, you know, that is also good. Fantastic. So that's kind of some, some great background to, to, you know, volunteering and, and how to go about it. George, what kind of initiatives are the CII and the PFS involved with at the moment? So there's a whole raft of, of initiatives. The one that I specifically manage is called My Personal Finance Skills, and um, it delivers free financial education and also element of careers to students in secondary school, so um, 18 uh, and under across the UK. This year alone, we've delivered over 600 sessions. That equates to around 18,000 students. And you know, despite the lockdown, we have been able to operate remotely thanks to the support of over 900 volunteers across the UK. I know um, Eric might touch upon, you know, the work that's been done after school leavers. So those going to university, would you like to touch upon that, Eric, briefly? Yeah, I think I think that's a great way for um for people to give back to the profession and connect with up and coming students. So the through some of the work that the CII does working with the colleges and universities around the UK, and actually through the, the benefit of lockdown, I guess, through Zoom, it's made some of these sessions really accessible for both students and for the volunteers. So you from my experience, I, I typically give up about six hours a year to do six of these sessions where you're typically on a panel with a bunch of other professionals talking about your role, how you got into insurance, what you might have studied, and, and some tips and tricks into how to get your first interview and get your first job in the profession. And I always find those very, very rewarding. Yeah, exactly. Just like with um, with our school program, usually it would be face-to-face, but 
in the past year it's been remote and um you know when people sign up to the program there's a full training that goes on so volunteers are supported as much as possible through that journey but you know there are other areas that people can get involved in so um eric mentioned at the start about the local uh, insurance institutes now there's 56 of those across the UK and also on the the personal finance society side uh, we have 26 regional committees so there is really simply no excuse if someone is looking for an opportunity to volunteer with the CII or the PFS and you know as we said it's a great opportunity to network meet new people and and you know develop um, those skills there are also um, a range of partner networks. I don't know if, Eric, would you like to talk about the partner networks? Because I know you're involved with those quite heavily. Yes, I think, I think one of the unique things about the insurance industry is, is there's a lot of you know collaborative competition, you might say. So uh, the industry does work together on a lot of uh, common challenges. And one of those is around inclusion and diversity and, um, and recruiting new talent into the industry. So I particularly do a lot of volunteering with what we refer to as the, as the partner networks. And there's, there's seven of them that I'm, I'm aware of. We've got ICANN, the Insurance Cultural Awareness Network. We've got LINK, the LGBT Insurance Network. We've got JIN, who are the Gender Inclusion Network. We've got IFN, Insurance Families Network. We've got IDON, the Insurance Disability and Ability and Wellbeing Network. And we've got ENGINE, the Next Generation Insurance Network. And then we've got ACIN, the Afro-Caribbean Insurance Network. And that's a lot of acronyms. Um, but I think the good thing for you is that there's links to those groups on the Inclusion at Lloyd's website, but also on the CII website. And these are all volunteer-led initiatives. And together, they've probably got about 7,000 people on their mailing list in the UK. And what they do is they arrange inclusion and diversity training and sessions internally for companies. They do networking sessions. They do um, mentoring sessions for people in the profession. So I, I've been involved with three of those groups uh, sort of more closely as a member of their steering committee. And I also think it's a really, really good way to engage your professional development skills, to meet new people, I think to break down silos. So, you know, if you want to, if you think about if you're a sort of straight white man, what group might I join? Well, you might join the Insurance Cultural Awareness Network and get involved because you're going to be meeting people that you might not come across day to day. And that's one of the things that I really think benefits us as professionals. And then those groups as well also support Vivine and the student outreach work by pre presenting, I would say, a diverse slate of professionals to the students so that we can show everybody that we are a diverse, modern and inclusive profession. Excellent. It's great to hear that there's such a range of different initiatives that would suit kind of different professionals, different personalities, and, and also are based, you know, in the UK regionally and also uh, connected with the local institutes as well. So there's there's just something for everyone, which is which is great to hear. Uh, Eric, how would you, you know, encourage those professionals that may think that they're too busy with work, with family, and they're kind of their own situations to get involved? How would you kind of encourage those people? Well, I'd, I'd remind everybody, if you want to look at it on a very practical basis. If you're a member of the CII, you, you might have mandatory CPD requirements and you might have that through your employment scheme as well. So if you do some of this volunteering, it does actually count towards your CPD. If you are participating in structured events or you're sitting on a council or you're helping out with some of these partner networks and even the careers outreach work. So I would say, you know, maybe when you're doing your CPD planning for the upcoming year, allocate five hours, six hours to volunteering, and that will count towards it. So you can build it into your sort of day-to-day -day CPD planning. 
Excellent. And, and George, I assume you, from your experience, you've seen kind of what a positive effect it, it does have on people. And so how would you encourage people that are kind of new to it? Yeah, I mean, uh, in terms of the, you know, the school outreach program, you're really, you know, able to make a real positive impact on students' lives. And I know that sounds quite extreme, but, you know, what you could do, what you say could really positive impact a student's life. So whether it's talking about managing their personal finances or also talking about the career aspect, it could give them that light bulb moment around, well, actually, I might know what I want to do when I'm leaving school, especially when you go into school with maybe students that are more disengaged with education um, than others. And I think in terms of, you know, those in the profession that might not be interested in, you know, the school or the university outreach programs, you know, getting involved in the local insurance institute or the the regional PFS uh, committees is a really great opportunity for personal and professional development, especially if you're coming in quite junior, you are getting exposed to you know, a wide range of professionals that you might not otherwise have the opportunity to come into contact with so early on in your career. And I think that's something that, you know, people don't realize and, you know, something really to consider. That's great. I mean, what, yeah, I love what you said there about there being a light bulb moment because, you know, these these really are kind of fundamental financial skills that, you know, everyone should have, as, especially as they're growing up. And, and in, in a lot of cases, they are missing from, from curriculum. So it's great that they're now being introduced and younger people are kind of being, being switched on to how to handle money and, and how to approach it. That's, that's fantastic. I think now more than ever, it's, it's crucial. And it's something that we can do as a profession to, to really give back and support. Excellent. No, it's great to hear what a positive effect it's, it's already having. So you touched on it earlier, Eric, that how volunteering is, is so great for networking. Do you see a, a kind of strong social aspect to, to the groups you've been involved in and, and who, who, you know, get involved together? As you say, you meet people you never would normally have met and uh, it helps, you know, socially and kind of to build your network as well. I would say, you know, whenever I... I'm speaking to someone coming into the profession and they say, you know, how do, how do I get to know people? How do I get to know what's going on? I always say, go to your local institute, CPD events, and then volunteer. Because I, I guarantee you, some, there, there will be somewhere in your local institute that you can get involved. And that's what I did. I moved to the UK 16 years ago, didn't know anybody in insurance. So I got involved in the, in the London Institute on the Representatives Committee. Um, and it was a fantastic way to meet people. Because you, you've got you've got a ready-made network that you've got ten or twelve other people on the committee that you meet at the meetings, but then you meet socially, and then you meet at industry events, and your network just starts to grow, and then you realize that this is it is a ready-made you know personal and professional network when you get involved in these initiatives. So I would say there is a strong element of networking, and and I I don't want to dismiss how important that can be in your career, when you're looking to talk to somebody about a challenge you're having at work, or you're trying to assess an opportunity or a new job move, but you want to talk to somebody who's who's not, you know, in your own company, having someone that you've made a connection with at some of these events can be really, really valuable. Amazing. And uh, as, as you mentioned earlier, Eric, there's a lot of different types of initiative and there's a lot of acronyms. There's a lot of places to go for information. We'll list a lot of those alongside this episode of the podcast. But from you both, kind of finally, it, where would be a good place for anyone to, to start if they want to get involved with volunteering? Where, where would you send them, um, Eric? I my, my first port of call would always be, um, you know, contact your local institute secretary and say that you'd like to get involved and what your interests are. And then they can usually either connect you with what's going on locally or might connect you with something that George or, or Ravine are working on. Yeah, so um, 
as Eric said, for the um, local insurance institutes and the regional committees, they can um, go to the CII website or the PFS website uh, where there's information around how to get involved and who to contact. In terms of the uh, outreach program with schools specifically, we do have a website called mypersonalfinanceskills.org where uh, members can have a look at you know, the program that we deliver, uh, its impact and case studies, as well as all the workshops that are available. But if anyone does have any questions, we do have an email, which is volunteer at cii.co.uk. And I'll be able to pick up and kind of signpost to the relevant member of staff or external partner that could support Fantastic. Well, thank you so much. It's been brilliant speaking with you both today. It's great to hear about how much good work is going on in in the insurance and financial services professions. And hopefully this will help spread the awareness even more and, and get more people involved. So thank you, Eric. And thank you, George, for speaking to us today. Thank you. Oh, thank you very much. Amazing. And thank you very much for listening. Uh, If you'd like to find out more, uh, you can visit thejournal.cii.co.uk forward slash podcasts. You can also follow us on Twitter at CII group. So until next time, stay safe and thank you for listening to CII Radio. 